Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Love to eat turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should, cause it's turkey to eat. So good. That clapping's messing my head up, man. <laughs> I appreciate it, but I was... I was trying to think of the next line. I'm like, all I hear is clapping. <laughs> Here we go. Thanks anyways. <laughs> turkey for me. Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey dap. I eat that turkey, then I take a nap. Thanksgiving is a special night. Jimmy Walker used to say dynamite. That's right. Turkey with gravy and cranberry. Can't believe the Mets traded Daryl Strawberry. Turkey for you and turkey for me. Can't believe Tyson gave that girl BD. White meat, dark meat, you just can't lose. I fell off my moped and I got a bruise. Turkey in the oven and the buns in the toaster. I'll never take down my Cheryl Teague's poster. Wrap the turkey up in aluminum foil. My brother likes to masturbate with baby oil. <laughs> Turkey and sweet potato pie. Sammy Davis Jr. only had one eye. Oh, turkey for the girls and turkey for the boys. My favorite kind of pants are corduroys. Gobble, gobble, goo, and gobble, gobble, giggle. I wish turkey only cost a nickel. Oh, I love turkey on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to our Thanksgiving episode of Sons of Slam. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Happy Thanksgiving, bud. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. How are you today? I'm good, because this is my favorite holiday of the year. Oh. <laughs> favorite holiday of the year. 
Uh, right. I'm looking you want to get it. right into it? Let's Fine. Yes. Fuck it. Go I ahead. told Chris right before this fucking show that yeah. I think Thanksgiving is overrated. You're, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> fucking sue me. I will, and then I'll still call you a piece of shit. Thanksgiving. All right, then I'll counter sue for defamation of character. <laughs> you don't think I fucking know how to do this shit? Uh, but your character should be defamed. No, it absolutely should. not. It should always be defamed. If you think that Thanksgiving is overrated, you're the worst. Fine, you know what? I'm not. Listen, I'm you, not going to backtrack. You I'm going to make an addendum to the statement. Please. Thanksgiving is not overrated. Mm -hmm. The idea of Thanksgiving, coming around family, get, mm -hmm. being thankful for everything that you have, that I agree with wholeheartedly. But, Do I think it's the best of the year? No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But turkey, I could live my whole life without eating another turkey. You're 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 eating it wrong. Eating absolutely wrong as well, we speak me, right now. No, as we speak, no, no, hold, no, on. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. As we no, speak right no, no, now. No, no, as we no, speak no, right no, now. No, 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 And there you go. That's enough out of you. So Thanksgiving is the greatest holiday of the year. Christmas a very close second. And with that being said, by the way, how's your uh, how are, how are your uh, your Niners doing? My hey, my Niners are doing fucking awesome. Last Jimmy week G? and the week before. Other than that, not too <laughs> not so good to the shit. But uh, yeah, they're doing well. Jimmy G. Jimmy G is uh, performing and performing. Mm. The consummate professional that he is. He's got he's got the the heir apparent waiting in the wings, and yet he's still playing like a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. But I'm not done with Thanksgiving. Okay, Turkey. Let me ask you a question, please. Why don't you buy and brine and eat and bake and baster a turkey baster. other than Thanksgiving? And don't tell me it's to make it Thanksgiving special. Fuck out of here. It's because turkey only has one day, and that's it. You don't. You eat a spiral ham on fucking Christmas or some shit or Easter, oh, right? I eat spiral ham tonight. That's because it's better with the turkey. Fuck the turkey. No. <laughs> the turkey is a symbol of Thanksgiving. I seriously, anybody within the sound of my voice, hit me up on Twitter, please. I'm gonna get Sons fucking Slam show. berated for this. And please let and me I'm know. And I'm here for it. When I'm you're going ready full heel. to start. I'm like the guy that attacked. When you're what? when you're ready to start as a host for the show, because I'm looking for a new host. You are a piece of ever loving shit. Call me Bully Joe Black. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of crap. Anyway, I listen. Uh, are you going to be able to eat with your your family today? No, I'm going to work. Oh, well. <laughs> I think you'd have a better appreciation if you didn't have to work today. You hear that? I'm pretty sure MJF said it uh, uh, last week. I'm going to start a bidding war, baby. On what? On Thanksgiving. What does that mean? I don't know. I just wanted to say that because <laughs> it was a dope line, but I'm going to be making time and a half today, I think. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I know I am, so I'm okay with it. All right, good for you. Um, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk anything else but Thanksgiving, since that is an awesome holiday. So uh, uh, let's <laughs> two things that on the docket here, um, and it's mostly 
<laughs> mostly your it's sh- too fucking early for this. I'm going to be fucking lucid. Mostly your shits. Um, so Survivor Series, and it's really all WWE. We don't normally do that. We, we kind of mix in AEW yeah. stuff here, but we're, we're going to talk I do some- want to talk about last night's Dynamite at the end of the show because that first 20 minutes was, whoa, right, whoa. We'll get, we'll get into that really quick. Um, all right, so I will tell you that uh, I think I mentioned it to everybody before or last week that I went to Survivor Series at the Barclay Center. Center. Yes. I did mean to tell you mm-hmm. I really wanted one of those Bruno San Martino shirts that they were selling there exclusively. Oh, you should have forgot me. to tell you. You should have told me. I know. They had I really um, regret that. They had they, it was interesting because the the shop had uh had stuff for the Survivor Series obviously and then they had mm-hmm. their classics and and uh um they had like Andre the Giant stuff, they had Bruno San Martino stuff. Oh wow. Um yeah, it was it was a uh, it was, it was interesting. And then also on the shop for the first time, which I've, I've never seen before, they had $5 shirts, which I meant to take advantage of and didn't. Um, basically, like um, like Trish Stratus and like Lita and like all yeah, kind of. $5 shirts. I would have dropped 50 bucks easily. Uh, so, so, would have I, so would have I. So would there I. There you go. Good English. Like, there, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I totally just forgot. So, uh, yeah, there was that. Um, so I got to tell you the whole, <laughs> this whole story as far as what happened there. So we get there, <coughs> excuse me, and um, Rob got the tickets and our friend Rob and, and Stephanie, who I always mention on the show. So I, I was sitting with Rob and Stephanie was there with her boyfriend. Rob, and, former guest on the show. Former guest on the show. Um, and uh, Stephanie was sitting with her boyfriend and her sister and brother-in-law about six or seven rows in front of us. Section 215. And we were facing the ring and Rob goes... You know what? I'm going to see uh, what I can do uh, as far as these tickets. I'll be right back. So he goes to guest services. I, mean, I probably shouldn't even tell the story because it's going to let the cat out of the bag. Um, goes to guest services. He's gone for a while. And uh, he's, he's telling me that he's going to see as far as getting the seats upgraded. Try it. See what happens. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. He's there for a while. And he's still there. And he's still there. And then he finally texts me. He goes, bring my jacket uh, and come to guest services. Like, all right, so go to guest services. Um, and how he went there, I'm sorry, he went there. They told him to come back in 20 minutes. So basically, he asked if they had any uh, any house uh, seats uh, or filler seats available. And he said, come back in 20 minutes. So we went back in 20 minutes. He's there a while. And I get to guest services when he tells me to come down there. And there's a line, a line now. He, he, before, he, there was nobody there. Now there's a line. And all these people are having issues with sight as far as visuals, <laughs> not their actual vision. So there's things in the way, there's cameras. So I, I, have to, I, have to, <laughs> I have to clarify <laughs> that. Excuse me, I'm blind. I can't see. Can you upgrade my, set, my seats? Um, so these people have, and, and you know, on the tickets, if you, if you buy a ticket, just so you know, if you buy a ticket and it says uh, obstructed view, you're shit out of luck. You knew what you were getting into, and that's that. If it doesn't say that on it, and you get there, and all of a sudden there's a camera in your way, or there's a lighting truss or a speaker truss in your way, you didn't know that. So you could go to guest services and be like, listen, I can't see. Is there anything you can do? So now there's this line out guest services door, and everybody's complaining. Everybody's yelling and screaming. Like, and, and there's this poor guy who's in charge of this. There's three people there. This poor guy who's in charge of it can't really do anything until they find out what's available. So he's trying to tell everybody, and people, and there's a line of at least thirty people waiting to talk to this guy. Like, listen, I can't see. So, 
and Rob of all these people, there's a line this way, and Rob is just standing at the door. Like, he didn't move. <laughs> he was the first one there. He went back to the door, and he's standing there. He tells me to go back to the seat, take a picture of what I was, our, our quote-unquote, just uh, our view, our obstructed view was. We couldn't see the stage. In all honesty, we could not see the stage because the, the ring light that's above the ring, we could not see people coming out. We could see the ring and not the, not the stage. So that was going to be our, our go-to thing. So they were waiting for a block of tickets to see what was available. Sure enough, they get the block of tickets. Rob is, he's doling out, the guy's doling out the tickets to these people. And Rob is like, please, sir, I need my ticket. So sure enough, he gives them the ticket. And we're like, let's go. Section 23. Is Rob Tiny Tim? He said, please, sir, I need some tickets now. So we go down section 23. Get to section 23. There's two people in our seats. And Rob's like, wait, these are our seats. You got to. Get up no, these are our seats and these are our tickets. They double printed the tickets. So now we have to go back to guest services, which was the one we went to was upstairs. We were now downstairs. Went to the guest services downstairs. There's no supervisor there. So now we're waiting another 20 minutes. Shinsuke Nakamura match starts and we're still sitting outside. And, and now he's, he's getting anxious and he's, he's like, we're missing the match, missing the match. I'm like, listen, we waited, we wasted all this time now. We might as well just go through with it. Still waiting, still waiting, still waiting. Long story short, supervisor finally comes after like 15, 20 minutes. And now there's another line forming downstairs. And the same thing. People are like either complaining about the, the, the view that they can't see or they were given like us double printed tickets. So now there's about, I'd say like eight of us here. Supervisor comes, takes us, she goes, follow me, takes us over uh, through this curtain. And then we get into the arena and there's like a row of foldable chairs that are on this one, I don't even know what it's called, this one section, this one row. And she sits us down there, and that's the, that was our seat. So the moral of the story is, if you're persistent and you complain about your seats, you might be able to get an upgrade. And it, you will be able to get an upgrade. If you are persistent enough and, and you start complaining, this one guy, you'll get an upgrade. This one asshole, uh, he, he was vlogging. And uh, he, he went on Instagram and he was vlogging this whole situation. He said he, was, he, he bought tickets twice. He paid once for, uh, on, on uh, StubHub and he paid for on another platform. I don't know, he's, he's an idiot. Um, and that they couldn't uh, switch his seat. So uh, he ended up behind us and like he's with, with the belts and the vlogging. He's still on, on his phone vlogging. A real mark. He's real mark. <laughs> he's such a dick. Um, and he's shouting the entire time, I'm still here, like, uh, with the phone in his face. I'm still here. And he's explaining the situation over and over and over again. Finally, do you know that they just wanted to shut him up? They gave him floor seats, but all the way, like, if, if, you're, looking, if you're looking at the ramp on the, like, for my seats, looking at the ramp on the left-hand side in the corner on the floor. Nice. Yeah. So, like, you know, good, good for you. You're bitching, moaning about, I guess you, you get what you want. Um, Turns out that was the guy on Monday. <laughs> he came back on Monday and, <laughs> and wanted to tackle some people. Um, so that was the experience with the tickets. Um, as far as the the arena and the the vibe, I think I texted you guys. The crowd was insane, absolutely mm-hmm. insane. Brooklyn crowd. Um, I Brooklyn will always is. I will say your your, your chant <laughs> kept kept rolling through the arena, and I and I am constantly saying yep. I'm saying to Rob. It sounds like they're mentally challenged. Yeah. Yeah, the entire like, like it just sounds like everybody just is having speech Yer. impediments. Yeah, like just Yer. like they got hit in the head with a bat 
and they can't speak anymore, and now they need to go to uh, speech therapy. Well, you know, New York by New York in the '90s, which is or maybe the early 2000s, I believe, is when that chant really uprose, and people were getting hit in the head with bats a lot, so <laughs> and dying. It makes sense. Yeah, it may, yeah makes sense. Um, I love a year chant. It 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 tingles. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. Gives me goosebumps. Sounds douche chills. You know what I mean? Yes, it, it's douche t- chills. Yeah, no, it's, it's oh yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous. It's stupid. Big time. Um, uh, so. With that being said, and we and we missed the the first match, um, the Shinsuke match. But when I when you texted me and you told me to tell you when the when the match was starting, I did. And mm-hmm. then it happens, and we had since last week we had that bet uh, for this one match, the Shinsuke versus Damian Priest, Priest match, and WWE doing WWE things. And for the first time, when WWE does WWE things, it paid off for me because bitch, you guessed it. You was right. I'll, I'll take whatever I, I can get. I'll take what I, I can get. because I should have taken you up on that big E bet at the end of the night. I uh, see. Yeah, you should have. Um, <laughs> uh, Damien Priest lost via DQ and turned heel. And now I'm $20 richer. And I appreciate you Venmoing me immediately. Uh, I had to get it out of the way. I was like, you know what? You're there. Fucking get a beer, bro. You're, <laughs> you're disgraced take on on this match I, I i should have known that one of these matches was just going to be like such a uh bullshit end and this a was schmoz <clears throat> this was it. it it was a schmoz it was a schmoz it was it was a good match i mean it, it boogs the, the, the best part of the whole match when i got to see some of it because while rob was dealing with his stuff i went i went inside and i just kind of stood in and watched some of it and when boogs was on the, on the guitar and you see like pat mcafee just getting on the table and you see like his That's leg great. his leg on the table and he's rocking out um it's just—it's a sight to see. So there was that match. Thank you for the twenty bucks. I appreciate it. The the, uh, the beer was delicious. Um, I'm a man of my word. Uh, yeah, you are. Uh, let's see here. And then we kick things off with Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, which we thought initially was going to be Roman Reigns versus Big E. Uh, and me being the consummate insider and professional that I am, I texted you guys right before the show started, mm-hmm. and I said that it was going to be. Biggie and Roman at the end of the night, right? To close out the show. And by the way, I, I now I want to see this this movie Red Notice more than ever. Um, not because of the egg, it just because I want to see because of the egg. <laughs> it's that's so stupid. Uh, uh, right now, it's actually the most watched Netflix movie of all time. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> insane. In a week or so. Yeah, it's insane. Um, so the whole the whole pay per view uh, sponsored by you know, Red Notice. Um, and then it would come into play later on, well, throughout the entire night, because it was The Rock's 25th anniversary, and uh, we thought, and people thought in the arena, that we were going to get to see him. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, that wasn't the case. We um, were supposed to. We were supposed to. He He's not in the States, uh, come to find out also, he's not in the States, and so there was a reason why he wasn't in the arena, because of COVID, uh, you know, uh, traveling can't, I believe he is uh, uh, filming in New Zealand. So, if I'm not mistaken. So, Could be wrong about that, but that's what I, I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Um, so because which that, makes sense because their their uh, their um, protocols, their COVID protocols, are fucking incredibly insane. Then mm. in Australia, um, I've uh, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but I have a long lost brother in Australia that uh, uh, has told me about all the 
like the the how strict they are over there with uh, with their protocols. So, um, yeah, you did mention that on the show, and it did baffle my mind when you did mention it. It, it just, still does. It's to just, be honest. it's still insane. <laughs> just still insane that during COVID, someone finds you and like, oh, by the way, we're we're related. Um, he was actually supposed you know to know this person and this person. That's my uncle. That's my uncle. That's my father. <laughs> but wait, that's your father. That's my father. Hold on. Um, Did so, we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> so rock, the rock was supposed to be at survivor series. That was, that was the plan. And, uh, obviously, like I said, he couldn't, couldn't make it. Um, there's a funny thing also, which was, which was made, um, uh, apparent online is that he was able to at least he could have made a video <laughs> thanking everybody for the for the anniversary he made a video for ken shamrock for impact wrestling for his hall of fame induct induction yes interesting yeah mm. the rock appeared on impact i think that's the more important story that's <laughs> the rock appeared on impact um not physically but uh yeah he was he was in a video virtually virtually Via satellite is, I believe, what people call it. Yes, there you go. Uh, let's see here. So I'm trying to find exactly. Dwayne's out of the country. can't come back. They're doing a movie, and he can't go back and forth. Because of quarantine, there was no way he could be at the show tonight. Uh, there you go. All right. So what does WrestleMania hold for Roman Reigns? <sighs> so the entire night, we were just speculating because we were hoping The Rock would come out. Mm-hmm. And then we got uh, that interview with um, with Heyman and uh, Braxton. And Braxton mm-hmm. said, oh, by the way, because, you know, wrestling. By the way, uh, Lesnar is not suspended anymore. It's indefinite. His indefinite suspension is, is done. Um, but the wording that she used on it was interesting. She didn't say, oh, his, his suspended has been lifted. He said that, or she said that uh, it it was that his suspended... He might not be indefinitely suspended anymore. So mm. it was like, hey, he could show up tonight, but just so you know, there is an end to this suspension now. Before right. there wasn't an end, it was indefinite, and now there is an end at some point. I think it's going to be Lesnar and, and Reigns. <sighs> I really do. I don't think The Rock is going to be involved. I think that's going to be a Lesnar thing, and Lesnar's going to be. He's going like Reigns will hold the belt the entire time up until Mania, and he'll drop it at Mania. To Lesnar? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. I think that I think if it if it does happen that way, I think that Roman pins Lesnar in the middle of the ring clean and then you hear. Uh, the gristle No, I'm kidding. No, no, stop. Imagine. No. <laughs> no, I can't No, I can't imagine because there'd be crickets. There'd be crickets and they'd be no, like, no, no, "What no. the hell?" Half, no, the, half the arena would be like, "You smell <laughs> with the rock is cooking." After the arena, we'd be like, who are these two jabronis coming out here? Yeah. Who are these two Brits? <laughs> Crystal Young Vets. Um, okay, so we had the first ma- the first official match now with uh, Charlotte and Becky. Wait, so um, does that mean that bet doesn't count because it wasn't an official match on Survivor Series? Which one? Our bet. With Priest and, and Shinsuke. That was an official match. You sure it wasn't on the Survivor Series card? Sure it was. No, it wasn't. It was on the kickoff. It wasn't okay. on Survivor Series. On Survivor Series. And I already paid you anyway. I, I already spent that money. <laughs> I spent that money a long time ago. Um, you'll never see it again. Seconds after you got it. I'll never see it again. Uh, let's see here. So, um, yes, Lynch and Flair. And I will tell you right now, 
that the two of them, good God Almighty. Bitch, you guessed it. That's not what I wanted. Look at that booty. Show me the booty. Give me the booty. I want the booty. The, Hell yeah. The two of the greatest ring attires I've ever seen together in one ring. Just absolutely amazing. So, did you notice Charlotte's hair? She had the two birds. Uh, Who was that? Was that is that is that Christina Aguilera? Is that what that was supposed to be? If she was Christina Aguilera, then Becky. Lynch well, we all know Becky Lynch was Britney Spears. Was Britney Spears right? She even came out and said it that it was Britney Spears' entire inspired gear. God, I don't know if Britney has ever looked that good. I, I think she has. No, I, th- I think she has. I, I don't find her that attractive. I mean, not nowadays, but, you know, back in the day. <laughs> anyway, um, man, yeah, it was uh, fun to watch that match. I'll just, I'll just say that live. Uh, th- this one, I-, I love the fact that they, the two of them just went at it, like to- just really gung-ho with the shots. Um, the one spot with uh, Charlotte and that, uh, first of all, I don't know how she ever does it because every time I look at her do that, that uh, it's, it's not even a swanton. Like, what, what do you even call that? That flip when you could, she goes onto the top rope and she... F- Flips out of the ring. Um, a moonsault? A moonsault, thank you. Jeez. Uh, every time she does that moonsault, I, I'm like, I, if I tried that, I'd break every bone in my body. Um, but she does it every single night. And this night, she did it, and she completely missed. <laughs> and uh, she still came up uh, from it. Um, she Cody Rhodes did it. She Cody Rhodes did it. Uh, she, she came up from it, and uh, the two of them going back and forth. Charlotte had the, the, hand, the upper hand throughout the entire match. Um, and... I think this was the only way to have Becky win. Becky had to win, first of all. Yeah. And the only way to have her win was to cheat. And if we are not quick to forget, she's still a heel. Air quotes. Yeah. She's still a heel. Um, and she's she went back to those roots on Raw, um, even though people don't are rejecting that immediately. <laughs> like, we are, we are not accepting the fact that you're a heel. We still love you, blah, blah, blah. Um. So she pulled out, pulled that off, and then it kind of just ended. And I say the same thing for the main event. Also, it, it kind of just the pin happened, the three count happened, and then music hit, and that was really it. And then Charlotte went her outside the ring and went down the ramp, and Becky did her thing. The lights went out, went to the next uh, vignette, and and that was it. There was really nothing as far as like any aftermath to it and i say all that to say is that survivor series th- this was my i pop my cherry as far as survivor series because i've never been to one this is my first one hey hey i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why you did that i don't know why i did that pop, pop, pop. um <laughs> um this, this oh, the, the idea of the Survivor Series, I even asked Rob while we were sitting there, I'm like, when did the, the concept of the uh, brand against brand start? Ruthless aggression. And That's when. And why? Because I'll tell you right now, this pay-per-view, as good as some of the matches were, because I came home and I watched it again uh, the next day, and uh, just the idea of, the, of this pay-per-view, it, it means nothing. Yeah. The pay-per-view overall means absolutely nothing. It's you you've you've established all these storylines leading up to it. There's no repercussion after it. There's no fallout after it. Like you've gone your way, champion versus champion. 
it, it was never like that when I, I let me get on my, my old man soapbox here. Back in my day, it was five on five. <laughs> they had a captain, you know, Hogan versus DiBiase, and you had picked up four of the guys, faces and heels, and they went at it, and that was it. And you had women, and you had more teams. The, 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 the subcards had their teams, blah, 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 and that was it. I, I, there was no brands then either. So you know, I understand the idea of the brands lends itself to it, but overall, there's no purpose for this, this pay-per-view. So none whatsoever. Really. So at the end of the day, when you look at it and you're like, oh, okay, uh, you know, Orton beat the Usos with with uh, Riddle. Okay, that's that's really it. I mean, the only fallout you might see is on SmackDown tomorrow when Reigns might bitch out the Usos for losing. Um, I, you will. I mean, I, I can't. I, I I just don't. There'd be more uh, more enjoyment to it if there was something to it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's it was just kind of. Empty at the end. The matches were great, but now it's it's empty. I'm left with like, okay, there's really nothing else after this. Like yeah. at, at least with Mania, at least with Royal Rumble, there's you know the idea of the Rumble and there's there's a you know the main event with the whatever championship match. Mania is Mania. Um, there's always fallout from that because there's a pay per view immediately after that. <laughs> um, that has something yeah. to WrestleMania do with backlash. Backlash is <laughs> so stupid. Um, but at least there's something to it. Where Survivor Series, it's you have a belt, I have a belt. Let's fight, and then. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So now you had one of the best storylines to go into a pay-per-view in a very long time. In all honesty, very long time with Charlotte and Becky. Um, that these two legit hate each other. And not only did it just end in a dud um, as far as like anything happening after it, but now you now they're going into separate ways and Becky Lynch is going to fight Liv Morgan. Like it's just, it's, they're going to come back together for, for Mania. I think that's the rest of it. You need to... You need to sell two nights of a hundred plus thousand people. You have that as the main event one night, because everybody knows there's going to be. You're not going to main event both shows with with men's singles matches. Yeah, but you're gonna, you're, you're going to have it uh, on your own brand. So Charlotte is still on SmackDown. She'll fight like Sasha Banks. That's where the Royal Rumble comes in. Okay. If you have one of them win the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. let's say right now, realistically, so you're saying one of them is going to drop the belt. I think Charlotte's going to drop the belt. I think Charlotte's going to drop the belt right before the Rumble mm. and then insert herself in the 30th position. Hell, if she does it as a if she does it as a face, make her make a backstage interview with a tear <laughs> in my eye. This and then turns heel. The worst moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you look at the if you look at the breakdown of of the of the the quote-unquote Big four, which is now the big five. The odd man out is Survivor Series. You have Mania. You got the Rumble. Mm. That's the first two. SummerSlam is three. To me, Money in the Bank is the fourth one. And then number five is Survivor Series. Very. Survivor Series just doesn't have that. Uh, Not like it used to. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> the certain as it did back in the day. Even I when I was, even when I started, like when I was a kid. I didn't really pay attention that much, but when I started watching again in like you know middle school, there was still that that feel of of hey this is it was right before the brand supremacy thing happened, and you still had a captain that got his team together, and then they did that. Although it might have been brand supremacy, and they just integrated that with the old Survivor Series motto, but it was still awesome. Nowadays, it's just like hey. We're going to announce the whole team on Twitter, and then you guys figure out what's going to happen. And if any of you get out of line, we'll fucking replace you. 
Or if we're too hungry with power, we'll fucking replace you. Speaking of uh, of, of uh, flair, that, as you mentioned before, uh, the tear in my eye. Uh, really quickly, uh, I saw a story, and I just thought, God, people just don't care. Um, there were reports at WWE when, when Ric Flair was ill uh, a little while back that they asked him to sign away his intellectual property while he was on life support. Yeah. Oh, dickish. Which would have meant what exactly? Dickish. Um, he that, would like that they it, had his intellectual property. They, they would use his videos. They would they have owned likeness. the rights to the name Ric Flair. Ric Flair, his likeness. Um, yeah. Jesus, that yeah. would have sucked. Yep. We would have gotten one one Ric Flair biopic or th- or another thirty for thirty, and that's it. After that, there would have been nothing. He would have gone by the way of a. Uh, Chris Benoit. Mm. Um, <laughs> but without all the tragedy. He said, yeah, well, uh, he said that he will never, never go back to WWE again. I kind of figured that when he appeared in the NWA, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. right after, uh, I believe that was the same pay-per-view that Trevor Murdoch won the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. He said, <laughs> this, this quote here, um, uh, let's see here. The WWE Hall of Famer also recently made it clear that he didn't leave WWE because of Vince McMahon. While speaking on his podcast, Woo Nation Uncensored, I didn't even know it was a thing, uh, Ric Flair revealed that he will never go back to WWE. He then explained the reason why, which largely has to do with Nick Khan erasing his legacy. And he said, I quote, if you take me off of the opening of the show and take the Woo, woo which I own, thank God, they'll never get it back. Replace me with the Ultimate Warrior, a guy that sued the company, held them up for money, I guess the next thing they're going to do with me is make a DVD saying saying, and have so many people saying how bad I was like they did with the Warrior and then brought him back and put him in the Hall of Fame. They ain't going to work for me. That ain't going to work for me. One and done. I text Vince, no worries, but you know you're not going to do it. You're not going to bring me back. Not that, not they, I'm just, just writing, reading what he said. All right. Not they want me by any means. But I couldn't ever work for Nick Khan in my entire life. Vince McMahon, I could work for. But Nick Khan, the evil Khan, I put that in there, who's the guy that orchestrated (laughs) taking me off the show, I've got my facts together, orchestrated taking the woo off, never in a million years. Well, the big difference between Tony Khan and Tony respects me. And does Vince, as does Vince. Nick Khan has none. I talk to Vince now. I got no problems with Vince. He just knows I won't come back. End quote. Khan is a businessman. That's why. Oh, so there's more. I'm sorry. Really quick. Absolutely, oh, absolutely never. Absolutely never. I'm 72. I could be dead tomorrow. The last thing I want is for them to make a package on me ever. I'll leave oh. all that to Tony Khan. Tony Khan. Oh, now Rick. In, now end quote. Jesus Christ. Mm. Why would you say something like that, man? <laughs> They're still going to make a video package They're for you. Are you video. kidding me? Yeah, of course. You, you think you have power over that? Um. Yeah, so that's that's Ricky Flair. Right? Imagine that was his last dying wish. He's like, Ashley, make sure they don't give me a video package. <laughs> and then you'll see the video package next time. Yeah. There's no way. And then cut to the video package. Woo! <laughs> and Charlie's standing out there in the front. Oh, man. Um, listen, you can get Rick, Rick and uh, Charlotte to work at... Uh, in AEW in the next couple months. 
Yeah, but I don't know if Charlotte wants to go to AEW now because I read oh, somewhere it's, that, Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Andrade has unfollowed Charlotte on all social media. They've unfollowed each other. Oh, they both have unfollowed each other. They've unfollowed each other. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another, yeah. another uh, chapter Dra- in the book. Drama. The drama. Um, yeah. How much of it is Charlotte, you think? Oh, probably all of it. <laughs> Right, she, she seems very. She's been married like three times now. Uh, <laughs> You're married twice and engaged three times. It's like sometimes you have to look at the uh, the bigger picture. And uh, yeah, if yeah, it's if like J Lo. Yeah, think all of those divorces were her fault. I'm telling you, collected like like uh, the Infinity Stones. Oh, she's way past that. She already has it. She's got the gauntlet. She's got the engagement gauntlet. J Lo does. Yes. Yeah, Charlotte's almost there. Yeah, Charlotte's about halfway there. Halfway I there. believe she's got the uh, the reality stone because she needs to get, come back to reality. The time stone, to, so she can you know have some more time in the business. And the um, fuck, I could have I could have finished it, but I just couldn't think of another one. Right, I like, I like where we were going with that. Um, they, they, Yo, we're nerds, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we had the men's. Uh, all our listeners are nerds because every one of them got what we said. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, we, we know. <laughs> know what we're talking about um team raw versus team smackdown and i will tell you this right now vince better do something with jeff hardy uh because you have a moment in time right now where this old guy is was the the biggest pop of the entire night that includes becky that includes charlotte that includes reigns definitely includes big e um and i'll get to i'll get to the reactions of new day uh in, in a second but Jeff Hardy, by far, the biggest pop of the entire night. Um, so Rollins, with that old music coming out. Yeah. You see the writing on the wall. Thank you. You're here all week. That's all I had. Rollins, Balor, Owens, Theory, and Lashley, who Theory, they're just shoving a rocket up his ass, uh, against McIntyre, Woods, Hardy, Corbin, and Sheamus. I said to Rob, uh, speaking of New Day, Xavier Woods gets nothing, which is unfortunate. Like, there's no pop with him whatsoever. Um, I, people just feel indifferent with him. And with Big E, and I'll just, I'll, I guess I'll say this right now. Big E, uh, they they gave him a pop, but it wasn't anything like, it wasn't anything like Reigns got. Yeah. And he's. It was, no, it was no warrior pop. There's definitely I mean, no, road no. warriors pop. No. Um, <laughs> I had to be specific about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for clarifying. Um <laughs> But for both of them, it's kind of weird because, I mean, Big E is, I, I, I love Big E. He's definitely deserving of the belt. But now that he's had the belt, what are your thoughts as far as him being the champ? And, I'm, I mean, I'm jumping I'm jumping ahead because that was the last match of the night. But it kind of ties into what I wanted to talk about with, with New Day. I think that I, I, I'm in the same boat as you where I think that he was he was deserving of the title. But it's all a matter of what he does with the title, right? The old expression goes, uh, it's not the title that makes the man. It's the man that makes the title. Right now, the title is making the man. Mm. But at the end of the night, he went up against a man who was making the title. Right. And that's the biggest difference of it all. What I personally think should happen is Woods turns heel. Okay. Wins the Royal Rumble. Mm. Challenges Big E. <laughs> uh, and then Kofi comes back from injury. And you have 
New Day triple threat at WrestleMania. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I like it. Yeah, package ship or print it. I like it. Right? Yeah. Again, if you want to sell 100,000 tickets, that's a match that could be a part of you selling 100,000 tickets. I do think, though, that people will just lose their mind in a bad way if Woods won the damn Royal Rumble. <laughs> if Xavier yes. Woods won the, won the Rumble. And people like, would revolt. Yeah, it's just, it would have been Reigns. It would have been Reigns and Phillips. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do like that Kevin Owens didn't fight at all. He just basically walked out because he likes nobody in that ring, which made sense. Um, fast forward to the end, end of the match. Sheamus gets pinned, and he immediately clotheslines his own partner. Um, and you had Jeff Hardy versus uh, Seth Rollins, who we'll definitely be talking about in a second here. Uh and again, when Hardy Hardy went up to um, to the top rope to do his his uh, his swanton. swanton his splash there, I tell you, man, the the entire Barclay was just like on their feet, going insane. It's just, it's not, I don't know what's going on with Jeff Hardy of all people. Um, I don't know what he's done. I don't know what he he did to get this kind of reaction again. But I'm telling you, every single person in that arena was just insane for Jeff Hardy. Because it's Jeff fucking Hardy. Yeah, That's okay, but, why. Yeah, but so look, it's it's Finn Balor, it's Seth Rollins, it's uh, Burrow. Come I mean, on. Yeah, but okay. What? You can't compare either of those names to the name of Jeff Hardy. Seth Rollins. Jeff Hart. Jeff Hardy. Seth, come on, stop. Jeff Hardy. Seth Rollins. How many member? Who had more memorable moments? Seth Rollins or Jeff Hardy? <sighs> Seth Rollins had. Well, what happened on Monday night, that was memorable. Well, <laughs> more Seth me- Rollins also had the heist of the century, which is a huge moment. Don't get me wrong. I was going to say, I was just about to say, more memorable moments or the most memorable moment? Because that probably was the most memorable moment. Whose first WWE title win meant more to them? Or meant more to the crowd? Uh, Think about Hardy at Armageddon. Think about the crowd yeah, at that, Armageddon when he won that title. Joe, that, that rain that he had was kind of blah. It was blah, but I'm talking about the moment. The moment was huge. Okay, but Seth Rollins had, had the, I'm telling you, he still had the biggest moment. When he's standing on that, that ramp with that belt swinging it over his head, that was, that was okay. a bigger moment. Now, what about Jeff Hardy flying off a of 20-foot ladder? Okay. What about Jeff that's, Hardy holding I, on to a title and head steering him you. through the fucking floor? That's what I said to you. If he had more memorable moments, that's fine. It is Jeff Hardy. But the most memorable yes. is Seth Rollins. I think it's because it... Ta- well, yes. Jeff uh, Seth Rollins had the most memorable moment of probably the past decade. But Jeff Hardy has been doing it for 30 years now. 30? For twenty five years, <laughs> I was gonna say. he's been he's been producing memorable moments for over two decades, mm-hmm. and that's why. And it also tugs into nostalgia. Jeff Hardy is someone who you can look at and say, "Wow, I used to watch that kid in high school." I can look at and say, "Wow, I watched that dude as a kid." <laughs> <laughs> You're a piece. You know of what I mean? Shit. But it, it it appeals to both generations. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's why Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, yes, he 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 is a better wrestler than Jeff Hardy. I think we can agree on that. But yeah, I mean, Seth Rollins doesn't. Seth Rollins might not have that extra umph factor when it comes to the Gen X, in between Gen X and Millennial eras. Okay, if you get what I mean, I do. Surprisingly, you know what I mean. 
I do. That's why you put you put uh, how many people were at Barclays? Fifteen thousand, eighteen thousand, sure. something like that. Sure. You put eighteen thousand people in there. Everybody is going to want to be cheering Jeff Hardy. It's Jeff fucking Hardy. It's like Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle comes back. Everybody starts cheering. You suck. You know what I mean? It 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 holds true for for my, young and old people alike. I guess my my point my point is that um there's always one wrestler that gets rotated into the fans eyes of being that guy we want to cheer for. So mm. like like Kofi Kingston. Like uh yeah. like now Jeff Hardy. Like there's always that one person that gets rotated into that spot like oh you know what? Him. <laughs> Let's go back to him. Um yeah, I so, think Jeff Hardy's always been in that spot. He wasn't like this, though. It was not like this. I mean, I've I mean, seen, yeah, I've I don't know live. what the I've crowd seen... reaction was like, but I mean, to me, he's always been in that crowd favorite spot. No matter what match he's in or who else is in the match, imagine if um, okay. Jeff Hardy's going to get cheered. Okay, imagine if uh, if you were you were there for, uh, um, we were there at Grand Slam uh, when uh-huh. the, the, the first match, uh, you know, Brian Danielson versus Omega. Like uh-huh. that kind of like if if there were another ten thousand people like there were in uh, in Queens there Arthur Ashe like that mm-hmm. would be that roar of that stadium which I'll never forget that's what it would have been if Jeff Hardy was in that arena. It's, it's, oh, dude! If Jeff Hardy goes AEW, it's over. No, no, no. I'm not, I, I get it. What I'm saying is, I'm just talking about the sound. You know what I mean? The sound there's, of the crowd. Just I'm not, no. I'm not, okay. Wait, stop that. Stop that. I'm talking about the the idea of the sound of the crowd and the, and people getting behind this person. It's the same. It was the same equal level I, they were just insane for jeff hardy that was my point um describing a journey song to me right now journey foreigner oh god which song was it i want to know what love is no and the roar of the crowd he had pictured a scene i love both is into the wall jukebox hero jukebox foreigner hero. foreigner yes <laughs> yes jukebox i had to sing the song like uh, it always happens to me i'll forget the name and i start singing and i'm like uh jukebox all right jukebox hero <laughs> Got stars in his eyes. Uh, the twenty-five man battle royal, which <laughs> I think this is where the, the downturn of the the pay per view went, <laughs> was uh, with, yeah. with this here. During the the setup, everything's going dark, and they're showing the video, and they're bringing out these boxes and tables and the ramp and all this stuff. And uh, we just knew that there had to be some match that was going to be like five minutes long, and this was it. And they had to, they had to WWE had to do WWE things and basically pull a Back in the day when they did the KFC sponsorship, they did the KFC sponsorship. Now Pizza Hut gets a sponsor, um, <laughs> gets a sponsor this. So now we got a Pizza Hut sponsored twenty five man battle royal, and everybody's <coughs> excuse me getting thrown out of the ring left and right. Um, yeah, and, and by the way, having uh, three huge guys in this ring with Omas, Commander Aziz, and Shanky. Uh, just it's so impressive to see them in person but uh the the match itself was just such shit (laughs) it's just absolute shit and just it was it was just a filler um we had all these big names in this in this match i mean aj styles you know in the match got this is ricochet who i loved um but at the end of the day omas gets the win and uh now i don't know what that's going to do for him Norman, and the, the weird thing was that you don't normally get to see big guys uh, win these things, but Omas got, took it and uh, 
that was the end of the end of this match was just was just ridiculous because then uh street profits get the pizzas that they had the pizza hut boxes and just start flinging slices of pizza and people are grabbing it you know i guess covid is over um grabbing slices that were just gr- grabbed and and fondled by uh montez ford fondled and, and fondled fo- yeah and uh and devoured uh, by by the fans match was match was stupid moving on um i love the pizza hut gimmick if i'm being honest do you i thought right. it was awesome it was ridiculous they came out with pizza i thought they were coming out pizza on monday too i was like two nights in a row they get pizza that's crazy uh no i guess i didn't have enough money for that uh raw they did for a, never mind we'll get to it, okay raw tag raw tag raw tag champions uh rk bro versus smackdown tag champions the usos um the RK Bro theme, by the way, which I think I've, well, I mean, the first time I heard it live. Uh, Fire. I, I love it more yeah. <laughs> than the, the original uh, uh, Randy Orton uh, theme. Um, I'm down for it. I'm very surprised that RK Bro uh, won this because uh, I thought that this one might have, if they lost, this might have been the beginning of the end for them and one of them kind of like, which it would start turning heel on it, but they won and it was a great match. I, I got to give it to them. It was a really good match. Um, so they get the win. Uh, and I'm sure again, like I said before, Usos will uh get bitched out by Reigns. And then we had the the women's Survivor Series match. And man, it's it's unfortunate because these 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 women put their heart and soul into these <laughs> these matches. They 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 want to do what's best for the fans. And they sucked. And it's it's it, it wasn't it wasn't that they sucked. It was that the match it's, it sucked was was boring. And it, yes, uh, there was really no no steady pace to it. And how many year chance did you hear during that match? Not really. Well, I think like one or two. But the yeah. the main takeaway from this match was that they weren't doing that so much as they were doing the wave. <laughs> and, yeah. and you didn't see it initially on on camera because it, way up in the stands on the upper deck. They started the, the wave up there, and that's when you know, and I'm t- I turned to Rob, I'm like, oh, this is not good. This is not a good sign uh, when they have the wave going on. So you didn't see it on camera, so they have the wave going around, and people were chanting, and you, if you heard the boos in the crowd, it wasn't because of the match. It was because the wave stopped. <laughs> it stopped halfway through, and then you saw, away in the distance in the corner, you saw this guy dressed up as Macho Man go, one, two, Three and then wave starts and it would go, 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 it would stop. You hear boo, <laughs> the crowd would go insane. And this, again, this match is going on and on and on and on. Wave would start again. Finally, it would, it would complete the cycle and the cheers went up. And then the wave started in the middle of the arena and <laughs> went around. And then it finally got to the floor. And when you saw it on the floor, that was like the last phase of the wave. I'm sure Vince was losing his shit. But, uh-huh. uh, but so between that, the, between the wave, happening chance of AEW and chance of CM Punk I heard, I heard those chance of CM Punk and during those chances those chances well, if, like I said we were we were facing directly in front of the ring the ramp mm. to the right of us the right side of to our right side of the, the arena those were that's yeah. where the stage the, left yes that's where the chance were coming from <laughs> that's where the chance were coming from the rest of the arena well not even shouldn't say that the, it seemed like the middle part was like we're booing them Say not here, not here. There was one guy that was dressed up as Roman Reigns. It was like not here, not tonight. Um, not so, in my island. There, <laughs> there are people that are just are diehard WWE fans. That's what I took. I, my takeaway from that is, they yeah, are, we know two of them. Die, 
diehard WWE fans that you will went not- to the show with two of them. <laughs> listen, I'm a diehard too. I'm a listen, I'm a diehard too, but I I don't see the purpose of doing that. I guess is is what I want to get to the idea and the fact that it was just the match wasn't that intriguing to to talk about. I don't see the purpose of chanting AEW because you're bored with the match. I agree with that. I I don't. Then again, I'm also a diehard with a vengeance type of guy. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. At least someone got it. I I see what you said. I see what you did there. Um, (laughs) And then the whole premise with the 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 Shotzi versus uh, Sasha Banks angle. And then everybody turned on Sasha Banks, and then she didn't retaliate. It just it, 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 made, it made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. Um, Bianca Belair gets the win as a sole survivor, and uh, they did they did have this push with Shotzi as as the last one standing there for uh, for SmackDown. So I'm worried for Bianca, and I'll tell you why. Mm. I don't think it's going to happen yet, but I think if if she goes on the trajectory that that WWE wants her to go on. Mm. She's going to get Roman Reigns treatment. All the Roman Reigns treatment. Well, she was a heel she, in NXT, so sure, whatever. I'm not I'm not talking about a heel. I'm talking about them. they're going to push her down our throats as a babyface so we, much right. that she's going to get booed. Oh, what I'm saying is at some point if she does go into, turn into that skid as Reigns did, then she could you know, use it to her advantage. But until then, Absolutely. until then, but, you, you know, ride that train. They don't have creative control. You ride that train. Listen, you, <laughs> You ride that train that of, of push that Vince gives you until that turn inevitably happens, and then you continue going on, like yeah. Cody Rhodes, <laughs> like John Cena, and then Cody Rhodes, man, that's something we got to talk about. Oh, in a minutes, holy oh. shit! <laughs> if, speaking of fan chance, holy good god, like people have just, like no couth. Um, if is she, that your SAT word? Of the it day? is. Write it down. Uh, if if. They continue pushing. Origin, please. <laughs> American. Um, <laughs> use it in a sentence. You have no cooth. Um, the use it as a sentence. Cooth is a word. Cooth is a word. I just used it. <laughs> if they push you, use that push and keep going until you know. And as you see with Reigns, it worked. So there's that. And then we get the main event with Reigns and Biggie, and this was a slow burner, which you could always tell when a main event is a slow burner. It's going to pick up, and sure enough, it did, and it picked up. Boy, did it. And boy, did it. Um, I really thought that Big E was going to actually get this, and... Uh, At it, no point in my mind did I think Big E was going to get it. I, I See, here, here's here's why I thought he would have got it, because it, it, they could have pulled another, like, Charlotte and, and Becky, where it could have been, like, some sort of distraction, and he just did a, you know, a, a roll-up, because they hadn't had that in in a while, uh, to, yeah. end the, to end the match. Um, and this would have done so much for him, so much for his mm-hmm. character. And then we wouldn't have had this conversation of Big E is kind of like this champion that is like name only, as you said, uh, you know, the title makes the man that would have made them the title. He, he would have made it. Um, you know, yeah, very it's, true though. It, it's, it's kind of unfortunate, but you know, I, I get why they had Reigns win, um, because he's just so dominant and he's the biggest wrestler on the, on the planet, um, including all of AEW. But uh, it's, I don't know, Big, Big E is kind of like a secondary champion, and, and it, this would have kind of solidified that he, he wasn't. But anyway. Um, r- I just r- hate that they had, they didn't even keep it close when it came to Raw versus SmackDown. No, well, that was the other thing, too, I meant to say last week. 
Raw was five two. Raw Raw had to take the entire night. He, they had to because Raw is a horrible, horrible show. Yeah, and, that's true. And and just just to have the idea. And imagine if SmackDown won. <laughs> like oh my god, Raw. Not only does Raw suck, but you lost the entire night. Um, but uh, yo, if you have if you have Raw going into the main event, if you have Raw tied three three and they and they just won one before, that's good storytelling. You could you could have you yes. can emanate that through the commentary, mm-hmm. but no, going into the main event it was five one, raw. I know, I know, or whatever it was. I know, but it's still like make it mean something. If you're going to have this brand supremacy thing, make it mean something. Mm. Uh, what do they do for the All Star Game in, in baseball? The winning team. They used to. Okay, they used to. Yeah. What, it was at the winning team. It was stupid. What, the National League and American League, whichever team wins, has home field advantage. For the World Series. Which I thought was amazing. It, it gives purpose to the All-Star game. Right, but the All-Star game is just And if you think about it, Survivor game. Series is WWE's All-Star game. <laughs> um, I thought that was WrestleMania. No, that's their uh, World Series. <laughs> Got it. Uh, right, right, think about it. Yeah, that, that is true. Survivor Series, halfway through, halfway to WrestleMania. It's when everybody there's no titles being defended, and you have the big names from each team, each league, go up against each other. Survivor Series is is the is the All Star Game. So, but the All Star Game is supposed to be like just like a fun bullshit game. Like they they put that. So, you, you so I, why doesn't WWE lean into it? Make every match a stip match, even the fucking five man. Isn't that Extreme Rules? The ten man tag. Extreme Rules. We already have that pay per view. Well, actually, we don't this year. Well, that's true. Oh, no, we did. I'm sorry. That was TLC. Right. That's on me. <laughs> Back Cyber Sunday. That was fun. <laughs> New Year's Revolution. That was good. Well, now we get day one. There you go. I like that name. But yeah, I, I, I think that if you're going to have the Survivor Series, have it so like, all right, you have a two-day. Uh, here's here's a pitch. Please. Soft pitch, real quick. You have a two-day WrestleMania, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you have two brands, two main event brands that you market to people. Mm. Whoever wins Survivor Series gets the main event of day two. That Raw or SmackDown gets the main event of day two. Okay. It's like the Mixed Match Challenge. Remember the winner of the Mixed, match challenge, mixed Matched Challenge. Words are wow, good. that was a lot nice. to get out. Good job. Um, the winner of that was the 30th entrant into the Royal Rumble. Right. For that two years that it happened. That whole two years. But still, it was a good concept. Be like, hey, it gives people a reason to watch or at least to follow along. This way, people can see what's going to happen come the Royal Rumble. Right. Make it mean something. I, I, I'm i not mad at it. I just, it, it just, it seems like something. But you're not happy with it either. And that's what I don't no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just, don't, I don't like the idea of things like, like this. It's just, it, it, overall, it's just a waste of time. I feel like all of these matches were, gr- were not all, not all of them were great. Uh, some of them were great. Others I could have done without. But at the end of all the matches, at the end of everything, and I'll say this again, this pay per view is just an empty filler. And yeah. it, it gives you four weeks of buildup. To come to this point, and then now we're back to our storylines that we had uh, on each of the respective brands. That's it. But here's the thing: even though this, even though Survivor Series is just a filler pay per view, I still rather have Survivor Series than I would 
a, an elimination. No, not elimination. No, don't you dare say that. <laughs> Hell in a Cell. I would rather a Survivor Series pay-per-view than a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. I would rather a Survivor Series pay-per-view than a TLC pay-per-view. Because you're bi- this is building... Uh, Survivor Series okay. is building a, a pay-per-view around the concept of a pay-per-view. Right, but I... I yeah. The limit... Uh, no, no, I keep going back to Elimination Chamber. I, see, I don't, uh, I don't agree Hell in a Cell because... and TLC are, are pay-per-views that are built around the idea of a match. Meanwhile, those matches were particularly intended to settle a feud. Right, but that's... that's what's so if you have that going in, you're not really settling a feud. Everybody can see what's happening. Right. Which is why I thought that the, the Hell in a Cell in Saudi Arabia was a perfect time to use it. Okay. Because it settled a feud. Right. That's right. when you have it. But Sean and The Undertaker, that's when you have but it. But that's, what, the that's why that's I agree with it. having those those pay-per-views because I don't agree what they're doing now as, how, as far as having every single match be a Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell. It I should would be, rather that. It, no. See, I would rather have just one. Whatever your biggest feud is, men and women's side, that's when you have the Hell in a Cell. You're, you're using it too thing. much. It's, it's you too much. anticipate it. I don't want to have to anticipate it. I want it to just come out of nowhere the way it did in Saudi Arabia. But Be like, hey, like when Edge came to the ring that Monday night, was it Raw or SmackDown? Whatever, whatever show it was. Raw. He came to the ring and he said, you, me, hell in a cell. And you're like, fuck yeah. Hell, the pay-per-view is not for another five months. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And you're getting a hell in a cell now? The, hell, the pay-per-views that are... Uh, uh, encapsulated that's not the right word the pay-per-views that are based Take off two. of a, uh, a a stipulation match mm. i if they get water like the, it makes the stipulation watered down to me because you expect it right every you just got out of uh whatever pay-per-view it is right before hell in a cell i can't really remember right now Whatever pay-per-view it is, right at, right before Hell in a Cell, you come out after it, and now these people are fighting more, you go, that's going to lead to Hell in a Cell. They're going to be in a Hell in a Cell match. As opposed to, let's say, it's right after WrestleMania, uh, right after SummerSlam, right? And you go into uh, Payback or Revenge Day or whatever the fuck they call the next pay-per-view after that, and you go, <laughs> Revenge you, Day. me, Hell in a Cell. It means more. And that's my statement. That's all I really have. I, it's <laughs> right. it's a whole. I just make it make sense. I, gr- I think that's been the whole basis around this entire show. Make it make sense. This this might be the most uh, uh, lucid thought that you've ever had, and I agree with you. I <laughs> the, the the lucid I, in a good way. In a good way, yes. The, okay. <laughs> it's it, it was actually it was it was uh, uh, put together well. I won't, oh, let me say that. Um, I agree with what you're saying. All off the top of my head. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I do. I didn't, but now I do because you explained it. And I, I get what you're saying. But this is also why I go back to my point that if they had one match, one men's match in the Hell in a Cell, it would be, it would have more effect to it than having every single match be a Hell in a Cell match because now you've just warded it down. It used to be that. It just used to be one match, get your main feud, put them in a Hell in a Cell. Now it's just every match. So I get what you're saying. So it, to eliminate that idea of I expect this, I know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen if you're going into that pay per view, and, and it's not called Hell in a Cell. 
Well, no, I was, <laughs> was going to say if it's it's called Hell in a Cell. That's the point. Your next <laughs> your next pay per view is Hell in a Cell, but you don't know which match it's going to be, and then like two weeks before, two three weeks before, some guy on the mic it cuts his promo and says, "You and me, Hell in a Cell," and that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's just, there's only one match. That's it. There's only one guy's match, and then the women on whatever brand they have their whatever the biggest feud is with the women. You put that in if it's if it's I'm just putting it out there if it's Shotzi and, and Banks and it, you know that that feud builds up and you know By what the way that's not a bad idea that would, I mean that would be great right that's a great idea <laughs> that would be great but then that's the only match for that so there's two on each free gender and that's it and then the rest of the matches are are just the the mid cards to the to those main events but you realize having two for each gender it's going to be one gender for one show and one gender for the other show not necessarily. So you, say, okay. ba- say Bailey comes back. Let's say you go Bailey into the Hell in a Cell pay per view, and both Hell in a Cell matches are going to be for SmackDown. No, I'm saying like, if, if you had like a, uh, you, you won't have Reigns. Reigns, whoever Reigns fights, would would fight somebody, and that's a regular match. But like Bailey comes back and wants to fight Sasha. Hell in a Cell. Uh, hell, I'm signing up for that in, in a heartbeat. That's yes. the SmackDown. Raw. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I'm just again throwing it out there. It's Biggie versus uh, Seth Rollins. That's that's the main the main feud happening on Raw. That's a Hell in a Cell match. So you can have one for each brand, and then pick one b- better female roster, which is right now at SmackDown. Uh, than than Raw. I, I don't know. I'm I'm just throwing I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing shit at a wall. See if it sticks. But it, it's it's just the idea. I hear what you're saying, and I hear the watered down aspect of it. I get what you're saying, and I like that idea that Edge came out and like let's do it randomly. Hell in a Cell. I love exactly. I love that idea, but if you're going to have this pay per view, which they're going to do anyway, why not yeah. just make it exclusive? That way, it has more special meaning to it. That's it. I think even with making it exclusive like that, it doesn't have the special meaning by naming it after the pay per view. Because if you say that Hell in a Cell is coming up in three weeks and there's no matches made for it, you're looking through to see which matches are going to be a Hell in but a that, Cell. But wouldn't that be? Which means, but you're anticipating it. I don't. I think okay. it's better if you don't anticipate it and it just happens. I, I get what you're saying. I, I I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is, even if you know you, you, they're going to have this pay per view anyway, so why not? Since we all know it's going to happen, just have the card, have these matches set up, and then all, and then suddenly, if you're going to do it, you might as well just do it where there's a surprise of this is the match that they're going to have the, in Hell in a Cell because they're going to do yeah. it anyway. I mean, you're you have to you know drive into the skid. You, you might as well just pick a match instead of every single match. All right. I don't know. We went on a huge tangent here, but Hell in a Cell. We did. Can't wait for that. That's our Hell in a Cell talk for the month. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll come back <laughs> to this next week. Um, yeah. Let's talk about more WWE. Let's talk about Raw and the absolute shit show. I watched this, and I should have been absolutely high watching this because- You should have been there. Well, I had to work, but- oh. um, I mean, me too. <laughs> I should have been. I should have been there. I would love to have been there, but um, yeah, I couldn't. But- uh, it's just, I, I don't understand what what they do to make it uh, watchable. <laughs> just, I don't get it. The idea of, first of all, and we didn't even talk about the fact, uh, excuse me, during the Survivor Series, and they had Vince come out, and prior to the, the show, he came out with this egg. Okay, here Okay, we here we go. <laughs> he came out with this egg. That the rock vape down, I'm getting ready to fucking talk about some now, bullshit. Now, now, Let's I know, go. now I know you're serious when you put the vape down. The the came out with this egg. <laughs> he takes another hit. Uh, what was it called? Cleopatra's 
egg. Cleopatra's egg. Oh, that was the other thing too. I'm sorry. I'm I'm all over the place. The when we were there, you couldn't hear a damn thing. The speakers weren't working. There were speakers all the way in the front of the arena that that the only ones that were working. Nobody could hear uh, the announcer. Nobody could hear anything as far as the promos. People were chanting, uh, "Turn it up! We can't hear you." It was just a whole a whole thing. Um, uh, I do want to say yes. that um, the reflection of WWE at the Barclays Center should not be a reflection of how good basketball games are there. Because I'll tell you this one thing. Well, they initially, well, they eventually, uh, <laughs> look at you. They eventually. As I put on my Brooklyn Nets hat with a nice Statue of Liberty in front. I like it. It's a fucking great atmosphere. And they fixed it eventually. But, but in the beginning, for the first like hour, you couldn't hear anything. So the whole thing with the egg, we didn't know what was going on until I watched it again. So this rock, this rock given egg <laughs> to Vince. Um, Roman Reigns comes in the, in the office and is like, okay, it's an egg. Um, and then it got stolen <laughs> and then he had to have Pierce yeah. and Sonya find the, the culprit. I don't know. I don't know what, when did Vince leave, uh, the hundred million dollar. Why is there not security for this hundred million dollar egg? This old well, 78 notice, year old man is going to be the, uh, the bearer well, of Vince his McMahon. Damn it. Uh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, you think this old guy is going to be the, the bear of a hundred million dollar egg? Well, if you notice when he went to talk to, when he came back in, he came back in to talk to Sonia and Adam again. So he was out. You, Joe, he was out, and then he came back in. If you had an egg that was worth a hundred dollars, <laughs> you would leave that. <laughs> you would leave that in a room where someone could take that. He said a hundred million dollars for this thing. Someone came in and took it. All right, fine. Uh, My vape cost ten dollars, and I fucking make <laughs> sure like, I have that thing on me at all times. <laughs> if I can't find my one hitter, I'm losing my shit. Um. Yeah. It just it, the whole I, this whole idea is just stupid, and I understand it's the tie-in for the movie, which was the uh, the sponsor for the the whole events. I get it, but I don't get it because <laughs> it was just incredibly stupid. So now we're fast forwarding to the next day, and they also said that <laughs> Vince Vince doing Vince things. Apparently, there's there's going to be SmackDown people on the Raw roster, not Raw roster on on Raw the next day. Um, just because they're there, then why not use them? So, uh, start the show, and uh, Randy Orton couldn't find Riddle, and then we have a match with Riddle against Ziggler, because why not? Um, Bianca Belair taking on Tamina, and uh, Belair Belair now is now involved in this the storyline with with these two Tamina and Natalia, and now all of a sudden Dewdrop is a heel because her. Uh, initial mic piece uh, and Eva Marie got fired. So now Dewdrop just basically took her spot. Pretty All much. Right, fair enough. Um so Bianca gets gets annihilated by the three of them. Uh Seth Rollins with the the anytime there's a match that gets advertised when they don't actually have the match that's advertised, it pisses me off. So they were touting this match, Rollins and Balor. Well, you bought your tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Tickets say cards card up to change. change. Well, the, no, the, they have the card subject to change, but if you're announcing and advertising the card, and then they don't, and then they come out. Are we talking about SummerSlam again? <laughs> <laughs> they they came out. They didn't even have a match. They were both there. They didn't have a match. They fought though. Okay, uh, that's not a match. Um, but the the whole takeaway from this though is not that they didn't have a match. Is that Rollins gets to come down the ramp, say his piece, and then get tackled by a fan. Let's get into this whole thing now too, because this was this made 
news worldwide. This world went so mainstream. Wide. Yeah. I was at Thanksgiving. I had a th- Thanksgiving dinner last night mm. at my dad's house. And my stepbrother and his uncle both asked me, hey, did you see what happened with the... And, I, and immediately I went, actually, funny enough, I was watching it live. And the first thing out of their mouth was, you were there? And I was like, no, 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 I was at work. <laughs> I was watching it. I was it. watching it TV well, live. So I explained to them, if you look at the... If you look at the feed, they do cut to it. Yeah. I don't know on the playback, but on the live feed, they cut to it for like a second and a half. I, I, I don't know if, if they thought, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not backstage and I'm not in a producer role, but I, I don't know if they thought that, that was part of the storyline, that they were like, cut the camera to, uh, to Rollins, he's getting attacked, and they're like, oh shit, that's a fan, uh, cut away. Like, it seemed like it was that kind of like situation where they weren't really sure <laughs> what was going on. Well, see, this, my, my, mindset going into it was you see Seth Rollins walking up the ramp and then all of a sudden it cuts to Finn and then it cuts back to Seth and Seth's on the ground getting attacked by someone and then it immediately cuts back to Finn when it cut back to Finn that second time I'm like all right wait a second if it cuts back to Seth and Seth's being beat down then that means that was a a run-in right that was a work run-in it cut back to Finn and then it went immediately to a video package about the end of the match, and I was like, "Yo, Seth just got attacked by a fan." By a fan, yeah, yeah. And, and then, I immediately texted you guys about it. I was like, "Did Seth just get attacked by a fan?" And then I think it was either you said yes, and then Pete immediately sent us a fucking uh, an article like he always does. Shout out, Pete. <laughs> Pistol Pete. Shout out, Pistol Pete. Um, yeah. So his name is uh, Elisa Spencer, twenty-four years old. Uh, and the, the backstory that he gave, and so he, he, and everybody in the arena was like, lock him up, Ch- chanting, lock him up, lock him yeah. up. Um, he was talking about Seth. He wanted to have a lock up with yeah, him. <laughs> I just want to lock up with you. He wanted to have a collar and I elbow. Just, I just want to do a basic move <laughs> with you. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Just a basic move. Um, the, the story, though, is the fascinating part about the, all this as as to why he did it. It's It's, I mean, obviously, him getting tackled by a fan. By a big fan. I mean, he's not a small kid. Um, he was a thick boy. He was a thick boy, thick boy nation. Um, I think this, the, if I'm not mistaken, I don't, I don't remember reading an article, but if I'm not mistaken, this is a Manti Teo situation, correct? So, okay. You remember him? I do. So, he, apparently he was catfished by a yep. fake Seth Rollins account asking him for money. His girlfriend, Elias' girlfriend, uh, was then arrested for $3,000 for writing checks that she that bounced. I don't know if you knew that part of the story. No. Uh, Seth Rollins was, was not aware of any of this, by the way, and, and why would he be? Um, and there was also a prior, uh, a prior catfish situation a couple years ago that Seth Rollins was involved in. Yeah. So he, the, the girlfriend wrote these checks to this fake Seth Rollins account. They, were, they bounced. She, she got arrested. He then attacked Seth Rollins, saying that he was helping, wait for it, Finn Balor. Finn Balor, yep. <laughs> that part I did see. He, According to the New York Daily News, Spencer claimed that he was simply trying to help Finn Balor, who was attacked by Seth Rollins as part of the storyline on Monday Night Raw. He says, and I quote, 
My plan was to help Finn Balor. I'm a fan. I like his aura, his attitude. I like everything about his charisma. I like everything about him. I jumped from where I was sitting at. I ran and speared Seth Rollins. I busted his lip open and he caught me in the headlock. I broke the headlock and I was trying to get him. Then the, referees, <laughs> then the referees and the security guards broke us apart. Seth Rollins goes on to say, that I'm just paraphrasing this part, uh, in an interview that he was terrified in that situation because he was asked by TMZ uh, at, the, at the airport uh, what, what he felt about the situation. He said he was absolutely terrified, and as you should be. He, he, it's, 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 it's amazing that he didn't come over the, over the rail and come up with a knife. I mean, you don't know yeah, what, what, the, absolutely. The, what these people could do. So if, if it wasn't for, and, he, and honestly... He was getting the best of Seth Rollins. If you watch the video of all the fan videos that are around, he got the best of Seth Rollins. He, there was, it wasn't like Seth Rollins was 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 uh, like controlling him. He had, he he got him in a headlock. He got out you of the want headlock. A fight breakdown, please. Okay, so when he got him in the headlock, right before the referee knocked him off, mm-hmm. right before the referee knocked Seth to the ground, like more to the ground, and then they started separating the two. Mm-hmm. Seth had him in the guillotine. Mm. Right, if Seth would have locked his legs and kept pushing back, that kid would have been passed the fuck out, brain damage, CTE. You could break someone's neck with that hole. Okay, but he but he didn't, and he got out. But he didn't because the no because the refs came and the initial shove by the ref by the ref made the 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 hold a little slippery. And then if you look. When this dude is on top of Seth Rollins, who we I don't think he landed any punches. When this dude is on top of Seth Rollins, Seth gets in a couple kicks. You see Seth go click, click. And then he being the consummate professional, mm-hmm. you look back at run-ins back in the day, Triple H and Stone Cold is always the one that comes to mind. Sure. Uh, uh, Triple H beat the shit out of that beat guy. Beat the shits. Look at uh, Bret Hart's uh, um, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Travis Brown and 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 Dax and Cash Wheeler and the revival. Travis Brown was the was the first one up there, and he he mauled that motherfucker. <laughs> he did. And then and then Cash has the the best the best part of that night where he just punch him in the face. <laughs> but it's not just him punching him in the face; it's him escorting him out and then like just then, giving him that quick yeah. uppercut. That's a re- that's a wrestling uppercut. That's something like the refs turn. You just go pop. I mean. It- <laughs> He he tackled this old guy on a on a state with Natalia on on the in the ring with a with a Rastafarian hat on. I with thought that was the funniest part about it. <laughs> but uh, man, and then he he goes on to uh, he apologized <laughs> for the attack. Um, and then I, I was like, you know, by the way, the the backstage gorilla position security guards are the worst. They should all be fired on the spot. Like you don't see like on the monitor. There's this guy. There was no security. I mean, the the weird thing is there was security. At least for Survivor Series, the security and every other section, obviously, to, mm-hmm. to make sure that you know there's nobody that does that. Um, yeah. But this guy came or riots. This guy came from stage <laughs> stage left in uh, from the corner from like the 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 floor area, and uh, man, just just absolutely insane. Um, he later released a bizarre video wherein he claimed he had a legitimate beef with the former WWE champion. He also thanked WWE officials for quote. Taking me off Colby Lopez. That's not his real name. The strangest part of the video came when the 24-year-old saying he did it for Rikishi. I did it for The Rock. I did it for my tribal family. That's exactly what he said. That, um, unquote. That's a, that's an act. 
exact actual quote that he said. That's hilarious. Uh, Rollins, on the other hand. It's funny, he did look like Rikishi. (laughs) I did this for The Rock. Rollins, on the other hand, spoke, as I mentioned, spoke to TMZ a day after the incident. He admitted the encounter scared him. He said, quote, it's terrifying, brother. Uh, I want to have a ride or die bitch like Becky Lynch because you see her pop her head out and she was about to get into it too. Yeah. He said, no, he, no, no, no serious injuries, nothing like that. I was safe. We were safe. Everything was okay. Uh, he immediately declined any medical attention, Good. even though, even though he got a busted lip. That's uh, right. Busted lip. He'll put a little chapstick on it. Yeah, there you go. You're, all, you're all good. Get some dry lip. Um, yeah, just, it's just insane. It, it's insane that, and it, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, this was, yeah. this was, uh, like I said, it was a mainstream media phenomenon that happened this week yep. one of the biggest stories of the week um and it, it, it could have been a lot worse the, the other thing too i wanted to point out with this uh did you see what chavo guerrero said about this no he goes he, he's getting much grief <laughs> about this he goes uh on let me make sure i got this right on twitter so he took to uh, twitter chavo guerrero jr Took to Twitter and questioned. Seth. Oh, really? I thought it was Chavo Senior. Yeah, well, that would be that would be more interesting. To get him out, and raise his ass out. Uh, yeah. Question: Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is toughness, as he stated that wrestlers during the older days of pro wrestling were tougher than fans. He said, and I quote: "Remember when wrestlers were tougher than the fans? Ah, the good old days." <laughs> I mean, oh man, yeah. He uh, there's there is a part of me that agrees with that statement. He is, but it's also like it's 2021. You can't just be fucking kicking people in, in the face when they're down on the ground after they attacked you while you're working. Hmm. And there's thousands of camera angles around you. Yeah. And again, people with cameras. Oh, I saw at least four different camera angles on the interwebs. I was going to say, I, I think I saw like five, five or six. Uh, yeah. it, also, uh, with Chavo, he received a ton of, of uh, retweets and heavy criticism. And uh, one 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 quote was uh, WWE and AEW fans uniting to shit on this awful take by Chavo. Um, oh shit! LOL. This is a guy who applied to my local GameStop for a manager position. <laughs> 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 oh man. Uh, yeah. Chavo Guerrero has also failed to account for the fact that a lot of WWE wrestlers are legitimate fighters. Brock Lesnar, Gable Stevenson. Steve, uh, Stevenson, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Dolph Ziggler, Chad Gable. Chad Gable, yeah. Um, Otis. Otis. Uh, have legitimate MMA or wrestling experience from the collegiate level to UFC championships. So, yeah. Bobby Lashley, MVP. <laughs> so, yeah, MVP, oh my God. <laughs> you imagine? MVP is like a world jujitsu jiu-jitsu champion. Yeah, Brazilian jujitsu champ. Like, legit. Yeah. <laughs> Kick your ass. Um, yeah, so it just it just never ends. I I just don't understand why people say things. Um, what else here? So as far as raw, uh, oh, and then the other thing too. Uh, I really have no, nothing else to to really go into as far as raw, and we'll, we'll kind of. Oh, I'm, I do. I'm sorry, I lied. Uh, a couple things on, on my end here. One, I hate WWE because now we've gone to the the area. <laughs> <laughs> we've gone to the area of you have a world. Former world champion in Rhea Ripley, who is now uh-huh. chasing after the 24-7 belt. What? <laughs> uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, 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 what? 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 Um, um, what? <laughs> she wasn't chasing after the 24-7 belt. Maybe I missed that part. Uh-huh? I did see her chasing after Cleopatra's egg, though. <laughs> 
She was and involved that was before she lost her title. She was before she lost her before she lost her title to uh, to Zelina and Carmella, which and her fake British accent. And what? Are, oh yeah, her fake British accent. And th- that's the end of a a title reign that made absolutely no sense with Rhea Ripley and uh, Nikki Ash. Um, uh, Rhea Ripley was involved somewhere in the room with that that belt, the twenty four seven belt. Okay. So this is what this is what we're we've come to. Um, and then also now we have a new 24-7 title uh, champion in Dana Brooke, um, yes. which was just all kinds of ridiculous because they saw her pin it and then apparently they can't go after a woman because she has boobs. Can't hit a woman. So she's going to be the champion forever? Yeah. Or until another woman takes it. And then, okay. But then when does, when does it end? Um, when whoever's pregnant okay. has the 24-7 <laughs> championship I- and then they get uh, pinned in the delivery room by their husband. <laughs> There you go. That's right. <laughs> People forget. People forget. If someone was pregnant, and then she has to drop the belt, and then you have Oscar come out, and like, you pregnant? You have baby? Yeah. Oh, you have baby? You have baby? Uh, so yeah. Tina Brooke wins the belt, and I'm just looking at all the faces in this ring. All the the C card. There's Chad. There's Otis. C card. Yes. That's giving them some. <laughs> Chad, Otis. There's our truth, of course. There's Dominic, Mr. Dijakovic, uh, Monsoor. I have. Uh, let's see here. Cedric Alexander, who, I mean... What, Won the title. What the shit. Um, Andrew Gulak, which I said to Rob, I was like, this guy still has a contract with WWE. Yep. What? <laughs> why? Yeah. What and why? Uh, the handicap match with Lashley and, and Mysterio's... Uh, okay. Uh, just another waste of time. Damian Priest defeating Sami Zayn. What were you going to do in this, this situation? You had someone from SmackDown fight someone from Raw. Were you going to have him win? I mean, of course. I, I, if I could bet on this one, I would bet everything I owned. Like there was no it way. It makes no sense, and I'm upset that I I have to watch it. <laughs> it's just it, it, they were just wasting Sami Zayn. Um, uh, and then Biggie taking on Austin Theory and uh, the run-ins with that. Speaking of, and Seth Rollins, I, I will give credit to Seth Rollins just being a absolute genius and coming out and doing the look around on both sides before walking to the ring. Um, I love his music too. Oh, his music was great, especially live. Uh, but seeing him look around just make sure he was going to get attacked again. I give him credit for just for having fun with it. Um, his little walk to the ring could be the new Ric Flair walk. It is very like you know what dun, it reminds me of. Dun, dun, it reminds dun, me of Oscar. Balor's music. It reminds oh. me of Oscar. Like her, like like this, like fluid kind of like weird oh, dance. She saunters yeah, to the ring. Yeah, like very kind of like sauntery. <laughs> so it reminds me of her. Um, that was raw. What what do you have as far as uh, AEW before we wrap things up here? Uh, we need to talk about the absolute. Hot, hot, hot fire that was spit on the mics last night. Please go ahead. We finally got MJF versus CM Punk on the sticks. Man. And boy, oh boy. Yes. Did that live up? It did. That lived up to everything I ever wanted. We got John Cena references. We got Triple H references. We got Stephanie McMahon references. They don't care. They don't care. It was. (laughs) Awesome. WWE. And I believe, you mentioned, if, if I'm made, not mistaken. I'm sorry. If you mention AEW at any point in WWE, you get fined or fired. Tony Khan doesn't that's care. That's very true. Tony Khan doesn't care. <laughs> or you get pushed down so far that you get a, uh, you have you get, to result to You get a, Triple H'd. Uh, saying that a conspiracy has been levied against you. There you go. Yes, God. Uh, I believe it was, uh, again, Pistol Pete. Shout out Pistol Pete. He said that Punk versus MJF and Hangman versus Danielson is more than likely going to happen on December 8th that we will be at, my friend. <laughs> 
Let's go. That's yeah. going to be fucking awesome. Let's go. Punk and MJF to start the night, and then fucking Hangman and, and, and the American Dragon to close out. You guys fucking incredible. UBS, right? Yeah. USB? The USB Arena. The USB Arena. They give out. Speaking of arena names, real quick, did you see that they renamed the Staples Center? What is it? Crypto. Crypto.com Arena. That's bullshit. Well, here's the thing. Staples is a office supply store. So at one point, yes. it, what, I understand that the Staples Center is synonymous with they Lakers. They had been there for a years. lifetime contract. Well, it doesn't hold up because it depends on who pays more. <laughs> no. What happened is, is that the, the parent company of Staples or whatever it was, whoever owned it, decided to just like, they don't want to do it anymore. So I'm like, all right, we got to find someone else. And then apparently Crypto.com, whatever the fuck that is, was like, we'll take it. This all started when City Field became. That's when it really started for me. I was like, I'm never going to call it City Field. That's Shea Stadium. Well, it's in my backyard. That's Shea. Now it's like, oh, I gotta, I'm going to City Field. Now it's just like nothing. The AT&T arena, uh, uh, Stadium. Ah, come on, that's fucking, that's Texas Stadium right there. Texas Stadium. <laughs> I'll even go as far to say that well, I do call it the Jackie Robinson and not the Interborough, but I won't call it the RFK Bridge. I will Triborough? still to this day call it the Triborough. I don't care what you say about it. I got you. Maybe it's just like a timing thing as to how old I am. To be like, yeah, the Jackie Robinson was there when I was a kid, but now this got changed and I'm an adult, and I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not happening. How old you are? You're still five. Cut the shit. Like, you know. Was it still the Interborough Parkway when you were a youngun? Was it still here? Here's here's an old one for you. Was it still Idlewild Airport when you were a kid? Idlewild. Where's that? You don't know Idlewild? No. That's JFK. That's what JFK was called before. J. It was called JFK Airport. I didn't know that. Yeah. You never seen a uh, uh, Goodfellas? Sure. They say that it's right by Idlewild. See, that, I, that, I, I I heard I know that name from that movie. Yeah. I love that movie. I didn't know. I didn't put two of you together. Yeah, the Lufthansa heist. Right. Was based out of Idlewild, formerly known as Idlewild Airport, now oh, John F. Kennedy Airport. Oh, JFK, huh? Yeah, we should pull that off. By the way, what? Just see if the Latanza heist. Yes, let's see if we can just heist some trucks and get, oh, get no. their cigarettes off. Of I'm them. too fucking fat to run. <laughs> too fat. Like not even fi- physically run. Yes, mm-hmm. like I'm too fat to physically run. I'm also too like fat to run from people. <laughs> like run from authority. I can't do it. So I need, just can't do it. So you need a fast getaway car. Yeah. One more thing. Cody Rhodes. Yes, we'll, please. We'll get off of heisting <laughs> and uh, talk about heisting the fans. Yeah. Well, fans, um, fans heisting him. Cody Rhodes did his patented, I'm going to take off my belt and throw it into the crowd. They threw the belt back. And then Andrade got pissed and threw it underneath the ring. And then Cody got it back at the end of the, at, at, towards the end of the match. Then he did the whole thing. Then I found out right after Dynamite went off the air, when Cody was walking on his way to the back, he teased going through the heel tunnel mm-hmm. and then went through the regular tunnel and everybody started booing him again. <laughs> he has to turn heel. He, he can't to. turn into John Cena. He has to. Like, it's going to end up badly for him. He, he has, has to turn heel. He has to turn heel, and the best way, the best uh, thing that could come out of him turning heel is that he rescinds on his offer to not become a champion, and he mm-hmm. becomes a champ. 
at some point. Yeah. So you know, he needs not, to he needs to pull a power now, move. Yes, not now, obviously, but at some point. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> the fact that they threw it back. They threw it back in. Um, they hate him, man. They they absolutely hate him. Just, yeah, they do. Just the like, same idea as far as like Jeff Hardy uh, being loved. Like I understand why though. They, they things that Cody has said that we've talked about before on the, on the show. But man, just absolutely insane. Um, that's it. That is it. Oh, are you? By the way, uh, my last question to you: um, Are you are, are you shopping uh, Black Friday tomorrow? Uh, like physically inside of a place? Yes. No, I don't do that shit. I did it once, and I got like a fucking fifty-inch TV for like a hundred bucks, and that was it. Sweet. It was pretty good. Wasn't that bad? Nice. Uh, before we get off the air, I do have one other thing. Sure. On Thursday, November eighteenth, as per Sean Ross Sapp's original reporting, we got some more releases. Okay. John Morrison, Top Dalla, Ashanti right. the Adonis, mm-hmm. Isaiah Swerve Scott, Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, Jackson Riker. What? <laughs> Everybody. We Hit Row's gone. The entire Hit Row, yeah. All of the all, entirety of Hit Row is gone. All of Hit Row. And by the way, they they uh, they said that they had um, huge plans. I mean, they they, they talked about the same thing with Tegan Knox, dude. They had huge plans for Hit Row before they released them. Yeah, they were going to have action figures and, and music and shit and then nothing what i know yeah thanks steve yeah finally steve, i know what 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 <sighs> tegan knox too i mean tegan knox right now if you if you look at the the women's roster tegan knox could have legit been at least starting off a women's cha- a women's tag champ and then you could have built her up and her character to uh, a women's champion. She is that good. And you screwed the pooch on that one. Um, hit row, you would have uh, probably killed on that one because um, what, what's, what's the big boy's name there? Uh, Top Dollar. He's he, he's another Keith Lee. And just as far as like his size is so impressive and his moves are just as impressive. You, you can't find that in there. Like look at Omos, man. Like he's just he's just size. Top Dollar at least could could be some sort of like formidable foe to someone like that and still put on moves that nobody else can do at, at that size. We got to remember, he is still in the business. He is still relatively green when it comes to working. Okay, but you could, but the whole like point. he's had, he's had matches and he's had indie matches before he went to WWE, but like he hasn't been in the, in, in the business that long. Isn't the whole point? So like the whole how, point was you brought him up because you thought there was something there and then you just let him go. I got, I think the report was that he was that he was difficult to work. They were difficult to work with, which is bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's just an excuse. <laughs> Nick, 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 Nicky, Nick, Nick. Oh man! All right. Well, I think there's nothing else other than oh, I do have one more thing. Uh, Hulk Hogan is not doing well. Uh, he's so, just, shocker. <laughs> he is coming off of his 25th surgery. Uh, in the past decade, <laughs> past decade, and what does that tell um, us, ladies and gentlemen, people of the jury? The leg drop worked, but it will fuck up your spine. That's why I, <laughs> yeah. So and he he did a a low leg drop. Imagine someone like Fandango, whose finishing move was a leg drop off the top rope. Yeah, like nobody told him. Like, listen, you might want to think rethink this because I don't know your spine might get screwed up for the rest of your life. 
Well, think about uh, Billy Gunn. We saw Billy Gunn on on Wednesday last night. Hmm. He's he, he's still working incredibly well. He looks great. He does, but him in twenty years, you see the way he walks. Yeah, his spine's all fucked up. Yeah, and that was his finisher. Yeah. Right. What was it called? Uh. Something. The ass. famouser. The famouser. The famouser. Yeah. Yeah. Get the leg. It's the, basically the the leg drop onto the head. You jump up. It, but that. But Ziggler does that, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's it, just something to to consider. <laughs> My dad used to give me spine busters on the bed, like when I was a kid, and he would say it was the famouser. <laughs> you know, as a kid. As a kid, but a spine buster, yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He would like pick me up and then just like real gingerly just like okay, put me right. down. The famous thing. I got dropped on my head a lot. Um, Probably. <laughs> oh, my God. That is it. I am done. Guys, thank you so very much for listening. Have a very, very happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I'm appreciative of this day because we are getting back to, uh, to be with our families since uh, last year didn't really happen, uh, which kind of sucked. But... Um, yeah. Again, looking forward to spending time with family. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, brother. Enjoy your day at work. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. I look forward to spending time with my cell phone and <laughs> okay. security cameras. And security cameras. Uh, with that being said, I leave you with <laughs> <laughs> things are always full circle on this show. Guys, Chris yeah. Mindell, Reaper Mr. Joe Black, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Have some stuff in for me. We'll see you guys next what? week. What? What? Couldn't get a ticket. It was a sold out show. Heard the roar of the crowd. He could picture the scene. Put his ear to the wall. Then, like a distant scream, he heard one guitar. Sons of Slam podcast. 